Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about... A podcast exploring the idea that um, individuals are limited and capped in terms of their understanding, so they perform better in a group, and as a group uh, they have an advantage. So a, uh, an individual is out, uh, a strong individual is outcompeted by 10 people who really have got no idea but can um, out, outnumber them. So it's, it's, it's genetically, from evolutionary terms, it's, it's better to be uh, limited. Now, I'm just going to give this in terms of a historical backup. That's the idea. I'm asking these questions about uh, why people don't use data properly, why people are really bad at ethics, uh, uh, why people stop learning. They, they decide, well, I've got enough maths, I'm not going to learn anything more. Uh, when there is obviously things, when you look at it, this is a challenge to learn more. So it's this, you know, why do individuals have this inbuilt limitation and feel good about it? So coming back to the uh, point that uh, you've got humans um, pre-language, pre-tooled humans, and they live in a group, and their their environment are pretty much keeping them at the peak of their social um, capability. Then you have, uh, say, a human who can communicate, or pre-human who can communicate, and who has a tool. So before Homo sapiens and Neanderthals, Nestonians um, and, uh, and Homo erectus, well, they all used tools, they probably used language and tool meant conceptualization of the future. Some a major thing, I, I pick up a rock and I'm thinking a, a future use of a tool. Of course the tool is only so much use if it's an individual. However, if someone uh, so a tool is has someone who's practiced using it. Now, although you can see the tool, it's the tool and the artisan. And if you bind those two together, actually pull that person back and say, that's that's your job, that's your role, uh, that, that goes across. And so as this technology evolved, the tools evolved a little bit, but society evolved a lot more. So we invented basic tools, but we also embedded slavery, enslavement. And enslavement meant that <clears throat> people who were really bright and weren't going to be saved, they'd either be the, the ruling class or they'd break off and form a little group which didn't actually require um, all that, um, that, um, that enslavability. Now, here's my sort of first basic hypothesis. There was something about the Neanderthals, they had spears, they lived in small communities, um, they could have enslaved people, but do you think that, what well, the possibility that they had a slightly larger brain than us, uh, and they lived for half a million years, so, so, oh wow, the most basic, we were still sort of climbing trees in, South Af in Southern Africa when the Neanderthals were populating Europe living sustainably there. What they may have done is they have evolved tools, but they may not have devolved enough. And if you say that that 
Neanderthal technology crossed across into a slightly less evolved thing that uh, so the people who evolved use of tools that, that tool and fire fire was invented by modern man so Neanderthals had fire and Homo erectus had fire and stuff like that so the idea is that um, uh, the people who originally created this had a sophisticated perhaps sophisticated society uh, had not so much the idea of enslavement but when you had a, a sort of a less able human being which is the modern human um, they part of their innovation is the innovation of restriction of ideas so you fast forward this um, uh, you know human progress has been very big but it's sort of set against sort of an advanced set against a huge tide of people sweeping back we be in church like churches is is religion is one example that um, uh, your knowledge is not of the actual thing your knowledge is of someone who knows something the knowledge church religion is an authority structure it's not a knowledge structure it's an authority structure it's an attribution thing so I don't know something but I know someone who does know I'm, like I know God who knows everything uh, I, um, I may not be very good but my friend is there and that is an overall thing of the people who are given their tool and that tool is their possession and their tool becomes integrated in, in society I like that so um, uh, it's a authority it's um, a uh, credentialing um, so you, you don't necessarily know knowledge uh, you can have credentialed knowledge so um, uh, it's I, I don't know whether that someone um, you know in the old days where you made a sword it was very much a, a spiritual feeling a, a thing that a ceremony that you you went through and uh, it's interesting that a lot of information is embedded in these different things ceremonies calendar a certain time of the year you follow things sort of events get put into a sequence um, uh, and uh, a culture uh, that uh, I, I, I believe things so a lot of knowledge gets put into there and before written records um, knowledge was passed supposedly mother to daughter father to son across across there so it was a verbal but it's the 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 um, the text of a slightly more complex knowledge was within society so um, people believe that one of the beliefs of society um, the society civilizations are the culture are the information which goes through it now our modern culture now is very much limited down to so the bare bones that it can be scaled up and can exist and can be uh, revisited so um, in the the time of authority you would do some actions and the authority would decide what's happened whereas nowadays um, we do something we record enough things and then we can 
replay what's going on. We witnesses we, we run in the court. Whereas in medieval times, it was here's a thing. Uh, either the king can judge it, or the king can run a process, which is trial by torture, or trial by um, ordeal, or trial by um, by combat. And this would come across the idea that um, uh, that you, you had to have trial by combat because you simply wouldn't have the written records to actually ascertain fairness, because fairness couldn't, couldn't be there. So it is sort of a bit like this now in terms of that uh, so-and-so is a, um, the leader because they have got through their, they've, they've got the big house, they've got it by trial, by um, wealth, by um, stubbornness um, across there. So, uh, now the, the same thing is that I think we are inbuilt to give up learning because you really want you want a uh, oars person person or an oars person that triemes to to be a component you you don't want your say if you have got a car and you put an engine in it you want that engine to always be the engine uh, and so if you train something for a particular area it's always there now if you train someone to be a baker, you want them always to be a baker. They might move up to manage the baker. They may use the knowledge to make but the actual regime is always there. Now, things, things are changing because the ability to record what's going on, to analyse what's going on, we can do the DNA evidence, we can uh, do chemical tests, electron microscope stuff, we can write computer programs and essentially... Um, if I can write a very good computer program, the, the biomes, the, the, the yeast cells, the processing, I can actually produce, press a button and produce a bread factory and pop as many as I want right around the world producing that high quality bread and that will eventually, eventually come through. So we've got this advance of technology but also um, people limiting, saying, uh, I don't want to learn anymore. But they won't want to learn anymore because we've come from hundreds of years of people reaching a certain amount of time. They've got the job to produce, enjoy life, and die. Now, we're sort of limiting, we've changed the way they produce, they changed the way that they enjoy life, and we might be questioning it there. I think the way we used to enjoy life, uh, will have to come to an end. We can't continuously enjoy life by um, uh, dest you know, destroying the environment, uh, you know, flying to Aspen and uh, getting drunk, having spent a ton put a ton of carbon into the atmosphere and um, spent money, which means that somewhere else on the planet is going without water and you know, uh, you know, for the amount of money that I spend on, on a holiday, I could have educated a whole village of women. That, that sort of thing eventually will have to stop. Um, so besides the wealth of society going up, we eventually will have to say, look, the super rich just look, just fuck off. We're just going to, to make the place a little bit more equitable. I, th I think that that's going to change 
the, the intensity is that for people to live their super rich life or for people to live their super poor life and stuff like that, they have to stop, stop learning at a limit. And um, you then come across that if that's so, then if you look at the fundamental question, why is the education so limited and how is it limited, why uh, we do it? Why do we do it? Because it would not cost anything more to educate people more roundly. All the cost is in the building and the transport and the salaries. It wouldn't be all that hard to actually change it such that they learnt slightly different things. So at the moment, it's the idea that you educate someone, they're like a middle component for society. You build them up, make sure that they get that, that if you give them numbers, they can produce numbers. Give them written instructions, they can read the written instructions, uh, the three R's, the arithmetic. Uh, they can actually work out that if they, uh, uh, if you want to offer them a better deal, they can actually work out, oh, that is a better deal. Uh, so you, you make them um, customers and dependent. So what, what are some of the things that would be really uh, good uh, to put in? Now, one is... Um, teach someone ethics, science of ethics. That is that uh, you have multiple things and you, you, uh, everything you do has a consequence uh, and you have a choice of what you do and uh, your ability to choose it up. And associated with ethics is uh, professional candor. So that is that uh, if you were the idea that you have ethical accountability and accountability has to be through a standard process that uh, you write down and you create a record of everything you do in a way that is seen that it's not that you, you don't have this record for just ethically contentious thing that you want to get away with. You have it for everything. So the, so the price of ethics is this professional candor, and you have this with medical practices. People see patients within their rooms, and they write things down, and it goes into a medical record, and it means that we can press this replay button going through. And this is obviously set by as med medicine by process rather than reputation. Sort of to allow it go through. There's another aspect to it, so ethics, it sounds bad, uh, but the other thing is to teach professional candor in uh, acquisition of data. So uh, that is to acquire data uh, with disinterest and efficiency um, uh, and, and question what you do. So at the moment, uh, people will do a test and they will get certain questions right and wrong at a certain time with certain sort of training, and they provide a hugely data-rich expression of what goes on. Now, the teacher, because they're trained, will just add up all the results and give them a number. Say they may answer 110 questions, and they might get 55, and someone else will also get 55, but for totally different reasons. But those two people will be ranked the same um, and 
there will not be the information about how to help either of those two things or whether that 55 is anomalous or something like that. And, and, and it's done at average to try and do it. And then uh, people do the thing of they ascribe and interpret the data to provide certification because the idea is that the person should not understand why they don't understand. They should create a dependency. So, so schools and stuff like that, by not managing data, uh, create a, um, a ranked uh, person as opposed to an individual uh, to go through there. And it breaks... The idea of education is to break someone's any glimmer of independent learning. And this is by um, doing marks and grading and, and stuff like that. So you've got ethics and data. Now, for that, we've, we have a process of um, professional candour. So the professional candour would be, say, in a doctor's surgery, writing notes or writing professional letters between each other so that when it goes in, you know, what the fuck happened? Or oh, here's this letter. It's, it's aimed, aimed for courts. Uh, it might actually miss miss these things. Like, there's not the professional candour with the, um, the the data the data acquisition, and there's not the idea is that um, the people are seeking a conclusion, which is the wrong thing to do with with data. Yeah. Like the worst thing to do is have a um, a silent count um, people going down a track, and they've only got eyes for sexy-looking women, and so they 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 mis misrepresented, and they want a conclusion about how many sexy women are in in the area, something like that, and. Uh, they will, and before long, the conversation, the only thinking can actually support, the only research can be about how many sexy women are in this area because you've only caught the data from there. And so, so the data acquisition and the thinking are all mixed, uh, mixed across. Uh, then there's the uh, uh, requirement for abuse, abusive data. And the abuse of data is that um, the data is just in the book and anyone can have access to it. And I can't say who's got access to it. So you really need someone, a, a, tr a data trustee. For a data trustee, you need a, um, an authority person who can um, uh, apply... An ethical process for he anyone who wants to access the data to so the ethical. So you, you specify we have collected the data. Now we're putting it in a bubble, and you can only enter that bubble uh, through an ethical process. And the ethical process has to be done by an authority. An authority has to be able to do it. An authority has to be impartial. Uh, it has to be an agreed authority. So we we need to not only educate people to do this sort of things and and so there are many people who have no idea they're only limited they become very limited and they're only taught um, 
well, you only have one variable and you can only have certain conclusions to it. And there's all this areas of maths called uh, linear programming. Uh, um, you've got all these inequalities or multivariate analysis or frontier analysis. But all these things where you can manipulate and find, and there's the idea of big data and, and coming across across them. And um, so the people are uneducated on that level to where it can be done. And that that uh, big data can be is done after they've just collected. So you, you need the people to under, you, you don't need the at the moment we have it, it's sort of like a a college, a data college industry. If someone wants to find something, they they do their own data and their own stuff, and then they they as a little college industry go up and follow an ethics thing. We need to go a little a, a step forward and actually have um, so besides formal teaching ethics, uh, formally teaching um, data analysis. But data analysis should be uh, you collect data and you submit it to an authority. The authority then annotates it and safeguards it. Um, so at the moment we can um, get someone to submit data, and uh, they can look at it from one angle and look at the ethics front. Uh, what you have to have here is is the idea of authority. Now to have an authority, we have to go through a evolutionary a spawning. Uh, period of human history. So around Victorian England, uh, people used to found societies fairly quickly. Nowadays we sort of, we have social media groups and collective groups, but they, they founded societies and they had institutes and stuff like that, and, and authorities and stuff like that. So we had the founding of Nature magazine, the, the uh, Royal Society um, for the advancement of science, the uh, Academies, hospitals, post offices, all these things, all these institutions were formed. And to form them and for them to walk into society, the society could only not see how they were formed, but they could only see what they did and their authority. And they acted like a person. Uh, so I, I don't think people really understood what's going on. And we are no longer. Uh, creating and uh, making organisations. So I think we have to have a rebirth and um, uh, and have a method of rebirthing. And the, the method of birthing was by charter. So the uh, Royal Society, uh, Royal Science Society, for what it's called, um, was, had a royal charter. They had to have a royal charter. That doesn't exist anymore. However, uh, the the fact that the royalty is there, the royalty has now disappeared, which is an issue. But we really need to have an institute to charter someone, a limited, which has got a limited charter. But the charter should be that it should be universally accountable, and therefore this particular data group uh, can go in. Now the re the reason that has actually got, got me on this. Thing is that um, uh, just looking at data, for instance, um, there's a precision nutrition, which is an example of people with 
a conclusion, they've got a food, an idea, and they want to test the idea, and they take uh, data, uh, inconvenience people for it, so people uh, people look at it, and uh, one of the things I do notice is that um, uh, the data is not random. Uh, they get through, they, they have, depending on people, um, they have a, a glycemic or insulin response, and uh, they're not, it's not uncorrelated, un, um, one is a multiple of the other, and what it, what it means. But the thing is that they take the individual and then piss off the individual, and they get another individual, rather than get the same indiv individual and test them every year through their life to see if there's a process. Or um, if I introduce, uh, there's no double blind testing. There's all all these things which which aren't, be, aren't done. And the question is that no, you cannot predict um, at four hours who is going to have higher or lower or stuff like that. But if you had the information at two hours, you could have a huge prediction process at four. Um, and the actual subsequent cost and benefit of the next increment of data. So if I had a study and uh, I got funding to have it for one year, if you could hold that and see if someone could use that same data more creatively again, it's a, you know, you submit it to a data um, forum where someone around the world, someone say, I'm going to do such and such a study. Someone else is going to do another study very similar to it. You could actually tweak it and integrate it and make it form a much bigger study. So, so this is sort of like what people do at the end is they do a meta-analysis. They do all these different studies are going ahead. Or you could have a markup place for studying and uh, essentially... Um, some sort of stock exchange, data stock exchange, um, and then uh, the uh, the data is held on society's behalf by an authority. Get all these structures here. I don't think we have really thought thought the benefit the benefit through for what science is trying to do. And so uh, you can uh, for it say that as particular societies come to conclusion. Wouldn't it be good if we could do an animal study or we could do the same study in a poor society, a rich society, high temperature, cold temperature, start controlling for it. So there's all these information people don't, uh, don't collect. However, if you, it's sort of like the professional candor, you know, so-and-so has subbed their time and they have to go from one hospital to the other. They write the letter out. So and so stubs their toe, blah, blah, blah. It goes across. And they're not going to use that letter. That letter is very little value. However, um, that letter means that if they have a heart condition or infectious disease, they can actually pull up. A Royal Commission can come in and come after it. So that's sort of a similar thing with. Um, um, Ethics, data, but also the another thing of 
um, a, a personal account of like everyone just goes off by themselves and decides whether they're going to learn anything or not why not actually give people a challenge you know challenge look in probability you are pretty you're not not fit but if you if we train you over 10 years you'll get a base understanding of say quantum mechanics now that may not have an effect but if they're now, um, so, so at the moment we only have, say, one in a hundred person understands quantum mechanics, it would be vitally different if we had the one person who does understand it and then 50 people who've got the most glimmer, small glimmer of understanding. That will change the whole dynamics of society. So it's that knowledge. Uh, I, I don't know if there's, there's some other way. So I am in a luxury position. I can decide that I, I want to understand group theory and I take years of just pushing away slowly uh, slowly getting ideas across. So let's do a summary of this. Uh, that is um, that um, we think about um, uh, what is limiting us. Um, that is that we have a limit because we have evolved to be the clone. We've evolved to be a tool. Other apes invented tools, but we've evolved to be a tool-loving ape, where the we are the ape who's become one with the tool and the inflexibility of a tool. An axe is an axe because it does things. An axe is not very good for knitting or anything like that. It's you know, the, the idea of, of going across. Then there are these areas that, given these apes can't do it, areas of ethics, areas of data, areas of self-knowledge and challenging to fit the time that we're alive. So we're now alive, perhaps, or listen in a sort of rich country, uh, into your late 80s. You know, and that's a time for when you are, say you've, you you have a hundred units of good knowledge in um, by the time you're 50, you've done a hundred units and the next rest of your life you can only do 20 more units of knowledge. Well, if you have a society which goes to make that 30 units, that's huge, in, because it's all non-linear, it's, it's, it's an amazing way we can do it. So the idea of ethics, individual training, data culture, data culture and data institutions, and then going back to the individual uh, sort of counselling, I, I, I think people need to be knowledge counselled. So that's my opinion, half an hour, thanks a lot for listening. another story comes to a close it's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you may you discover truly amazing things understand them and tell others
Thanks for listening.